This week, Rod interviews Susan Spraker from the Library and Literacy Foundation. From 8th Street to 8 Mile Road, from I-5 to Highway 99, Podcast Stockton. Stockton. I love this town. Most miserable city? I don't think so. The show all about the great life in Stockton, California. This is Podcast Stockton. Welcome to Podcast Stockton, episode 29 for Friday, February the 26th, 2010. I'm Rod Gomez, And I'm Matt Beckwith. Welcome back, all returning listeners. If this is your first time checking out Podcast Stockton, thanks for giving us some of your time. Uh, we'd love to hear your comments. Leave us a message at 209-565-3229 or send them to mail at podcaststockton.com. Coming up on today's show, we make our big television debut. A restaurant review of Yendu. The Stockton Stingrays need you. Rod's interview with Susan Spraker. And do you Hulu? <laughs> I couldn't come up with one that rhymed with ooh. <laughs> uh, but first, a look at the news. Delta College's Veteran Resource Center celebrated the grand opening of its new home in Bud 310 this week. The purpose of the new center is to provide more services to veteran students in hope of making Delta College more veteran-friendly. Among the guests at the opening ceremony was Congressman Jerry McNerney from California's 11th District. McNerney is a member of the House Committee of Veterans Affairs and an avid supporter of veterans' rights and services. Congressman McNerney will make news again on March 1st as he will play host to a small business and economic development workshop at the University of the Pacific. The event will be from 1.30 p.m. until 4 p.m. and will include speakers from the Small Business Administration and the Department of Commerce. Jillian Murphy the director for the Small Business Development Center of San Joaquin, will also be in attendance. The Port of Stockton will undergo some renovations as well as add new jobs to the area as it intends to use $18 million in stimulus money from the Department of Transportation to accomplish that mission. West Sacramento and Oakland will also receive a portion of the $30 million overall stimulus package for Northern California. This entire project must be completed by 2012. This has been Podcast Stockton News. So um, are we going to let success go to our heads? <laughs> well, the fact that you made your national television, okay, maybe not national <laughs> television, but television debut, uh, I'll give you a certain level of uh, pass for your head to get a little bigger. <laughs> so uh, we were lucky enough to be on KCRA Channel 3, where the news comes first, I've been told. Yeah, well, we're the news and we came first. That's right. That's right. We were on KCRA on Sunday morning at uh, 940. <laughs> and also we are a lot. We're live. We are on the Internet in case you missed it. In, in case you missed our Facebook, our text message, our email and our tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Me knocking on your door, showing you the web link while I was on my mobile. Yeah. All right. So how in the world did we get so lucky, Rod? Well, we have very good friends in high places. That's uh, exactly how that works. Uh, a friend of ours is a, a producer. A friend of the show. I mean, she's, we haven't interviewed her, but she's a friend of the show. A big friend of the show. A fan since the beginning, as it were, Matt. Matt right, uh, right. actually rejected an email from her long ago, <laughs> inviting him to a, a, an event. Before that, uh, I knew she was famous. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know if she wants us to mention her name, but we're going anyway. Sorry, Adriana. Uh, Adriana is a, a, a producer on channel three, found out that, uh, Stockton slipped a, a notch into number two in the most miserable city and found the hook to bring us on. So there we were founding ourselves smack dab in the middle of channel three, uh, set. 
<laughs> so uh yeah we got to we got to represent stockton and 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 our show and um i think we were on for three and a half four minutes three and a half of the longest minutes of your life I they know. were they were there was a couple of comments uh Somebody, uh, an old friend of mine made a comment on Facebook that they could tell I was nervous. <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to say this because nobody has, nobody has said this to me, but they should. Um, I wasn't looking at the camera and I know that I know to at least ask who you're supposed to look at, but we were given uh, wrong directions a minute before we, we went live and we've been sitting there for 30 minutes watching them do the news and the guy was supposed to come behind us. And we were supposed to talk to him. So I got all mixed up when the camera moved and he didn't come over. So I think I could have done a better job if I just looked at the camera. But still, you know what? It was cool being on the news and talking about talking about the show, talking about why Stockton's um, certainly not not miserable. You were rocking the playoff beard, too. I was rocking the playoff beard. That was awesome. I got a lot of flack for that. I had um, people at my work found out about it and they watched it and friends and family watched it. And some people that I haven't seen in a while watched it and they go, dude, lose the beard. <laughs> So I, I have lost the beard. I can imagine the water cooler talk the next day. Did you yeah. see the boss? Did you see that beard? Yeah. So I, uh, I, I will no longer do that. And I, you know, I had even asked you, should I get rid of the beard? And I, you know, well, if you, if you want to blame somebody guys, if you really want to blame somebody for Matt's beard, you can blame me. Cause I told him to keep it. <laughs> I said, look, we got to have solidarity here. You know, I got my goatee going. You got to have your beard going, but uh, all in all, look, I, I just want to say a, a huge thank you to Adriana. Uh, we, we enjoyed some, some success that day and it's continued on. And that success is, is in large part to you. And, uh, this is a little inside the, inside the NFL type knowledge is what we're looking forward to maybe stealing Adriana someday and bringing her onto our <laughs> own and, uh, taking her back from Sacramento, bringing her back to Stockton where she belongs. Yeah. So once we can match the, uh, the, the salary of, of KCRA, maybe we can, maybe we can do that. But, yeah. um, uh, yeah, it was, it was absolutely an awesome experience to be, you know, the lights were so hot in the studio and we didn't, we, we weren't, you know, prepped with makeup. So that was good. I was, <laughs> I was nervous about that, but, uh, also big ups and big thanks to all of our Facebook friends and all of our Twitter friends. We could, we'd be here, the show would be two hours tonight if we, uh, thank you all individually, but thank you for blasting out the links. Um, there are people that, we're blasting it all over Facebook and Twitter all day, all night. We were um, up until the very end of midnight that day. We were still the most watched video on KCRA.com. Yes, we were. We only got up uh, upended when the news day uh, finished and, and a new news day started. So again, thanks to you. Uh, I think Stockton got a few more reputation bumps. Uh, so again, without you guys, there'd be no us. So we want to thank all of you for allowing us to represent you on, on channel three. There's a lot of thinking back in there. So, but I think I lost count, but yes, can, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Thank you very, very much. I felt like a celebrity that day. My wife and kids allowed me to be a little big headed, but then <laughs> not mine. I came home and it was business as usual. <laughs> so, uh, you know, um, maybe the next time we're on, uh, maybe the next time we're on news, we'll, um, we'll, we'll be, or at least maybe I'll be more professional and I'll know what camera to look at, but. And until then, um, thanks again. Oh, and also if you, if you missed it and you have no idea what we're talking about and somehow you've been living under a rock, go to podcastdoctrine.com, scroll down. You'll see the link to the, um, to the actual uh, video from KCRA.
among the many wonderful restaurants here in Stockton, uh, we just had the pleasure of eating at one recently. Actually, it was our celebration lunch, right? <laughs> it was. It was. It was. Uh, it, it was paid for by uh, Mike Bravo Eleven. Thank you, Mike Bravo Eleven, for sponsoring the uh, restaurant review that we're about to do now, which is, of course, Yen Du here in Stockton. It's located at uh, seven hundred two Porter Avenue. They are at uh, Porter and Pacific Avenue. Not ported like the chopsticks. As oh, Porter. that's right. Port. Porter Avenue, the chopsticks uh, mislabeled or misspelled their, their street name, but they're uh, right behind, I think, the Shell Station, right there on Pacific Avenue. Um, Rod, had you ever been to Yen Nu before? I've been there once before uh, for lunch way back in the day, but this is the first time that I actually re- can remember it. I think the first time it was so quick. It was like a 20-minute lunch that we had to hurry up and get in and get out, so uh, I actually got to enjoy it this time. Yeah, and so uh, what would you order and what did you think? I had the uh, Mongolian beef. And I absolutely enjoyed every bite of that uh, that Mongolian beef. I've had Mongolian beef, uh, not from Mongolia, but at least <laughs> as close to it. I've had Mongolian beef in Korea. And I got to say that this is uh, about the closest that I've come to actually eating uh, real Mongolian beef. Yeah, I've had their Mongolian beef, although I, this time, um, I had almond chicken because it's, uh, it's a standard, a, a standby for me. If I'm not uh, in the mood to go looking through the menu, I'll just I'll go for the almond chicken. And I love their um, I love their almond chicken. And the thing I like about Yendu, and I've been going there for years, is uh, there's some hole in the wall Chinese places in town where all their food tastes the same. So it's either you're getting spicy food or you're getting not spicy food because it all tastes the same. But Yendu actually has some flavor. Um, their egg rolls are good. Their um, their soup is good, albeit a little hot. Boy, that was that was a wake up call, wasn't it? We. We've sat down at the table and the first thing we got was their uh, it's egg drop soup. So the first thing we got was that soup. And I should have known something when I picked the spoon up and I had no more nose hairs left. Uh, <laughs> but instead, I, I ended up taking a bite and uh, it was quite an experience. I'll tell you that uh, it was hot, to say the least. <laughs> and not spicy hot. I'm talking temperature hot to where uh, even even Mike Bravo had to take a step back and and wipe his brow. Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely hot, but um, it, it is one of those places in Stockton. I sadly that I forget about, um, even though they're right off Pacific Avenue. But they're uh, very consistent. Like I said, I've been going there at least twenty years. Um, very consistent food, um, decent service, and uh, um, I like that. And every time I'm there, I, I remember this. They always bring a pitcher of iced tea. Um, so that they don't have to keep coming back and filling up my small little iced tea glass. I got to tell you, I I was a big fan of their rice as well. I mean, something's as so simple as rice. I know people are like, well, you can't screw up rice. Yeah, you can. You, I've known plenty of people that can screw up rice. Yeah, I have to be able to eat, if it's, especially if it's white sticky rice, I have to be able to eat it with chopsticks. And if I can't, if it's not sticky enough, yeah, uh, that's, that's a big negative point. Yeah. And, and this place did not uh, disappoint. And so I was able to eat a bite of the Mongolian beef along with the bite of the rice like it's supposed to be. And uh, again, I, I was I was very impressed with the flavor of the Mongolian beef. Um, I, you know, I'm not a, a Chinese food connoisseur, Chinese food connoisseur, nor am I a person <laughs> that could be on like those cooking shows where you have to judge uh, based on taste. But I will tell you that uh, if you're looking for a, a meal that's very, very affordable, I mean, this 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 uh, plate that I had was only five ninety five. Uh, and it was it was great. So if you're looking for something like that, then this is definitely a place for you. Yeah, again, that's a Yendu restaurant at 702 Porter Avenue in Stockton. Uh, Yelp actually lists their price range as moderate, which is 
Uh, I would agree with that. And uh, most of the reviews on Yelp are slanted to the five-star. We got a couple of four-stars, but um, uh, so they seem to be uh, pretty popular on Yelp. Atmosphere-wise, too, I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't uh, overly obnoxious. Uh, we were able to sit and, and have conversation for a good long while, too. And uh, the, the staff was very attentive to us. They paid attention to what we needed. Um, I didn't have any complaints in that department. I, I would agree with that. So so again, that's uh, Yendu. And if you have a uh, favorite restaurant you would like to review, or if you would like us to review, just give us a call at uh, 565-3229 or send us your comments to mail at podcaststockton.com. Time for a sports update with Lowell Tuckerman. With Lowell Tuckerman. With Lowell Tuckerman. Hello, everybody. Lowell Tuckerman here with your podcast Stockton Sports Update for episode number 29. The Stockton Thunder will be on the road this weekend, February 26th through the 28th against the Las Vegas Wranglers. The Thunder are 24-18 and 18 on the season, and they trail division-leading Bakersfield Condors by five points in the Pacific Division. So far, so good for Delta Mustangs baseball. They are 6-3 and three on the young season, and they'll be at home Saturday, February 27th for a doubleheader against Los Medanos College. The University of Pacific Baseball is also off to a good start. They are 2-1 on the season, and they'll welcome the University of Nevada this weekend, February 26th through the 28th, to Stockton for a three-game series at Klein Family Field. The Vancouver Winter Olympics is in full swing, and the United States leads all countries in medals with a total of 26. They're followed by Germany with 23 medals, Norway with 17 medals, Russia with 13, Canada with 11, and Korea, Austria, and France tied with 10 medals. Not only does the United States lead all countries with 26 medals, they are tied with Germany for the most gold medals and silver medals, and they lead all countries in bronze medals. That is your sports update. I'm Lil Tuckerman. More with Matt and Rod straight ahead here on Podcast Stockton. Stockton. Stingrays. All right. So uh, the Stingrays are uh, are almost back in full swing. We talked recently about um, about our game that we signed up for on May 8th, the first game of the season. Why, Why is it that you're that? wiping your brow? Oh, you're I just, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous because uh, they, they kicked, uh, kicked my butt last year, and I don't want to kick my butt again. But um, we're not here to, to just talk about how bad we're going to get beat by the Stingrays. We're actually here because we want to talk about um, the Stingrays and uh, how you could possibly help these guys out. And of course, if you've listened to our show for any length of time, you know all about the Stockton Stingrays, the um, uh, beat baseball team from the Community Center for the Blind and Visually Impaired. And um, they are actually looking, um, they are looking for some volunteers from March through August this year um, on Saturdays from 9.30 to 1 o'clock. They could, they could definitely use more volunteers and they're looking for um, people that will help them promote their team, promote their sport. They want, uh, they're looking for somebody that could be a catcher, somebody that could be a field spotter. So these are people that um, are not visually impaired. Um, ideally, they need somebody that can see. Also, the the Stingrays are looking for a second pitcher um, that has the time and the talent um, that can help out the team as well. So I know uh, Connor, the young man that's been pitching for them at least all of last season, is a phenomenal pitcher and 
pitching in an offensive when you're an, as an offensive player is is it's not easy. So if you have interest um, in helping them out, uh, we'd, we'd love to have you uh, join their team and join their squad. Also, the governing body of the Stockton Stingrays, the National Beat Baseball Association, is looking for umps and scorekeepers that are willing to travel to the host city for the uh, Beat Baseball World Series, which, again, Matt and I were both lucky enough last year to take part in. Uh, this year, and not in Stockton, it's actually in Rochester, Minnesota. Not Rochester, New York, but Rochester, Minnesota. Um, and they're looking for volunteers that'll uh, that'll fill that void. The dates for this year's World Series are August 1st through uh, Sunday, August the 8th. So again, if you want to get involved in the National Beat Baseball World Series, which uh, I highly suggest that you do, this is one of those events that uh, you will be a better person for actually being a part of. And again, you get a free, well, not free, but you get a trip <laughs> out to uh, to Rochester, Minnesota in August and uh, quite possibly freeze out there. But again, it's it's all worthwhile. It's all worth it. And the NBBA will definitely be appreciative uh, of your sacrifice. I, I don't think it's cold in August, even in Minnesota, is it? I don't know. It, it stays cold all year round there. Have you? Uh, well, hell, I, I've never been there. I've so. never been to Minnesota, but, you know, Minnesota? I've been up north. Minnesota. You've been all over the world and you've never been to Minnesota? Never been to Minnesota. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you're interested in helping out um, the Stockton Stingrays beat baseball team, either here in Stockton on Saturdays, uh, March through August, um, or you're interested in, in joining the um, NBBA as an umpire scorekeeper, um, give uh, give Jennifer Boylan a call. She's the captain of the team, and she actually works for the Community Center for the Blind and Visually Impaired, and her number is 466 3836. You can also find them on the web at communitycenterfortheblind.org. And um, also, again, if you want to come out and uh, play with us or watch us get our butts kicked, quite possibly by the Stingrays on May 8th, um, definitely put that in your calendar. This is Wes from MrWes.net, and you're listening to Podcast Stockton. Hey there, Podcast Stockton listeners. This is Christy Remington from ClosetGoodies.com coming at you with the Ads of the Week. This week, we have a black slim PSP with three games, an elegant yellow beaded necklace, and a 30 gigabyte video iPod. Find all these great ads and many more on ClosetGoodies.com where it never costs you anything to post and search ads. Thank you for using our website and thank you for listening to Podcast Stockton. So I am here today with uh, Susan Spraker, the Executive Director of the Library and Literacy Foundation here at San Joaquin. Um, yeah. Hi, welcome. Hi, thanks. Thanks. Good to be here. So, okay, first of all, we just want you to tell us a little bit about the Library and Literacy Foundation and uh, what its mission is and, and what you do for it. All right. Well, we uh, recently updated our mission. So our mission is to support programs in our communities that foster literacy and promote the power of reading to enrich lives. And I just want to note that she read that. I had to read that because we just we just revised that about a month ago. <laughs> so I knew our old one, you know, uh, I had that down pat, but I did want to make sure we got the new mission out there. So there it is. All right. So continue. Sorry. All right. Um, the foundation was actually incorporated in 1990, um, specifically at that time to fund the library's adult literacy program. So that program was in need of funding, and so the foundation at that time incorporated, became a nonprofit tax-exempt entity specifically to support the library's adult literacy program. 
And as time has gone on, we've expanded to support other programs of the Stockton-San Joaquin County Public Library. So um, in addition to adult literacy, we support programs like summer reading for kids, which has been going on at this library for 50 years, which is wonderful, encourages kids to keep reading during the summer, uh, gives them incentives to do that by giving them books, um, certificates for pizza, that kind of thing. So we provide financial assistance for that. Um, we also support the Big Read, which is um, actually an initiative of the National Endowment of the Arts, and the library's been awarded a grant the second year uh, to do um, a one-book, one-community-type read. This year they're doing Call of the Wild, and um, so the foundation supports programs like that. Um, we also support, the biggest thing that we do right now is we actually have direct administration of a program called Reach Out and Read San Joaquin, which is a pediatric literacy program where um, children coming from low-income families are given books at their well-child visits. So there's a um, specific schedule of when children have immunizations. And so Reach Out and Read San Joaquin is in 12 clinic sites in Stockton and San Joaquin County. So when kids come in for those immunizations, they um, will find one of our volunteer readers in the waiting room that will be reading books to kids. They turn the television off. And they're reading to kids, and this volunteer reader is also modeling for parents that you can read to children as young as six months of age. So the program's from children six months to five years of age. And then when they get in the exam room, and the doctor's going to give them this immunization, this shot, which is kind of not fun. Um, they give them this book that they get to take home, which makes them really happy. And then also um, doctors are talking to parents about how important it is to read to your child every single day. Even when they're six months old, they can still enjoy a story. They chew on the book, all of that. And so um, between six months and five years, there's 12 or 13 of those visits. So a child could end up with 12 or 13 free books in their home. As I mentioned, it's for low-income families. So these are families that are really struggling that are not out at Barnes & Noble buying books that kind of thing. And it also prepares children to learn how to read. So by the time they get to kindergarten, they're prepared to learn how to read. They've got, you know, 12 books at home. They know about reading. They're excited about reading. And it's a nationally affiliated program. So our foundation um, administers that in San Joaquin County. We're pretty proud of that. I'm actually lucky enough to be the recipient of one of those books. Really? Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, um, I didn't realize that it was your, your uh, association that was behind it. But uh -huh. I, I do remember at one of my uh, daughter's uh, visits. Excellent. They, they did hand her a book. And I thought that was weird because I'd never gotten a book before. I know. At a doctor visit. So yeah. I thought that was awesome. It's really great because it's really, we think and Reach Out and Read thinks that, you know, um, reading is every bit as important to a child's development as, say, good nutrition and their immunizations and all of that stuff that is really important. You know, Reach Out and Read makes reading equally as important. So I'm pretty excited about that. So what is your role here again? I'm I know the, ex you're the executive director. I'm the executive director. Um, and so I am hopefully directing the, the mission of the um, foundation, obviously with the um, major support of our board of directors. Um, and uh, one of our big goals is we'd like to continue to find out how we can reach out to other uh, community groups in Stockton and San Joaquin County that are also focusing on literacy issues so that we can all kind of come together and find out, you know, who's doing what and how can we all maybe join together and do some things better, collaborate a little bit more. Um, I mean, we do things uh, with other groups like, uh, for instance, Family Day in the Park, the event that happens every September. We're there. Uh, we have an enchanted castle and kids can come and listen to a story, take home a free book. And so we like to try to do um, some collaborating in the community as well.
So it's no secret that we are ranked among the worst in literacy here yeah. in uh, not just California, but in the United States. Right. Um, what do you think contributes to, to that low rating? Well, that study from the from Connecticut um, uh, South Connecticut University that talks about um, our community being almost dead last. Um, it, they take a lot of things into consideration, which is not just ability to read, which we also know we have a huge um, a problem with illiteracy in this community. You know, about a third of people in San Joaquin County read below a third grade level. So that's that's a separate issue of not being able to read. But what that Connecticut study tells us is that people who can read are not reading. So they measure um, how many libraries you have, or how many you know how many books you have in your collection that your community has access to, or how many bookstores you have in your community, that type of thing. And so, I think that um, I think that study, like a lot of studies, um, leaves out a big part of what's really going on here in, in our community. And although obviously we have identified that we do have literacy issues in this community, and we're working on addressing those. Obviously, the library has free programs. Um, to address that. Adult literacy, you can come to the library and get one-on-one -on -one tutoring to better your reading skills um, that are free of charge. So, um, and that's been going on here for over 25 years. So, um, you know, I think um, illiteracy is cyclical. So if you have parents that can't read, then you're going to have children who can't read um, or, don't, you know, parents that don't have the place, the importance that on reading that they should or could. Um, so there's a couple ways to attack that. Um, one is, as I mentioned, the adult literacy program. Folks can come and get free assistance with that. Number two is the Reach Out and Read San Joaquin program that I mentioned to you. So if we're reaching out to people at the very beginning of their life and talking to them about how important reading is, I think that's a huge, um, you know, that, that provides a big band-aid right there. Um, in attacking that problem from the beginning of a person's life. And also, if we come across parents who can't read, through the Reach Out and Read San Joaquin program, we can also give them information about where they can, where they can better their skills. Because I, I really have a hard time believing that folks don't want to, you know, know how to read or have better reading skills. I think a lot of times it's just a matter of, obviously, there's a huge stigma attached to that. Nobody wants to admit that they can't read. Um, so I think that's a barrier. But I think that folks you know, want a better chance and want to want to have a better way. And I think if they know about the resources and they kind of get over that initial, you know, embarrassment, then I think that things can get better. And I also think that, you know, those studies, it's like the Forbes study that talks about how miserable everyone is. I mean, I think a lot of it's just really not true. I think a lot of it sells magazines. Um, and I think our community is really getting kind of tired of that. I think so, too. Yeah. And, and you know, we live in a... A day and age where you know we, we get a bad rap for so many things, but you look around and this library that, that we're sitting in today, mm -hmm. I mean, it's been here since before I was a kid. Right. So and it still looks the same. It's still got the same yeah. you know the the same amount of books in it. So this right. this library is really not hurting by any stretch of the imagination, right. right? No. And I used to visit this library when I was a kid too, um, and loved it. And you know the library is a huge resource in a community. Really, you know, in, in a lot of people's minds is the center of a community. And um, so I think I think our community is just getting a little tired of living under that umbrella, that kind of dark cloud that that others try to sort of you know um, foist onto us. Um, and that's not to say that we don't have issues. We do have issues with the literacy, but I also think that we're really trying to combat that. Um, 
all the issues that a community faces. I mean, there's like 2,000 nonprofit organizations in San Joaquin County. I mean, there are lots of folks, you know, trying to address and assist with, you know, the things that, that need um, help. Um, but I still don't think that that really makes us, you know, the most miserable city nor the most illiterate city, you yeah, know. I agree, too. And, you know, so there's a lot of people, we, we talked about the library and we talked about the, the programs mm -hmm. that are in it. Um, a lot of people have forgotten about some of the mm -hmm. stuff that goes on in the library. So right. uh, refresh our memory. First of all, there's, there's several libraries. This is not the only one, right? No, so. this is the central library. The Chavez is the central library in the system, but um, Stockton and San Joaquin County has many branches throughout the city and the county. So, um, and the bookmobile. So it's pretty easy to find your way to uh, a library near you, you know, really. And, um, I think you're right. I think folks have kind of forgotten about, you know, what's really great about the library. Um, I think a lot of people are rediscovering that as the unemployment rate gets worse. I think folks are, are really rediscovering what kind of resources the library has that you can come in and use a computer for free. You know, not everybody's got a computer and printer at home. Or internet. Or internet. And uh, so you can come and have access to that um, at the library. Um, a lot of resources for job searching obviously are available at your library. Um, obviously, it's a great place to bring your kids um, just to read or to work on their projects, that kind of stuff. Um, I think, you know, it's we get used to just stopping by Barnes & Noble. Not that I don't love Barnes & Noble, because I do. Um, I think um, I had someone ask me, uh, that was doing a study on libraries. Well, what do you, you know? What do you think would be, you know, how do you think we could enhance the library? And I think if we could make it more comfortable and um, like Barnes and Noble, I think if we integrated those some of those kinds of elements um, into the library, it would just make a great thing even better. So let's let's move on to something that I know you're very excited about. Okay. For 19 years now, the your foundation has uh, hosted a trivia bee, right? Yes, 19th so, annual. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, it's pretty exciting to be putting on a 19th annual anything, I think. Um, and so the Trivia Bee is just really is a community favorite. I mean, folks have been coming to the Trivia Bee, some folks all 19 years, um, and competing as a team or just coming to watch that night. Um, and we've really expanded the event over the last few years. So um, we've added uh, corporate sponsors, which have been wonderful for us um, in terms of what we're able to offer and do. Um, and then we've also added a silent auction and a wine auction in addition to raffle baskets, which are, you know, great. And uh, this year's theme is lights, camera, literacy. So we're excited to be just a week behind the Academy Awards. And so hoping to kind of, you know, still gather up some of that energy to put forth because we're kind of doing a glitz and glamour Hollywood type theme. So when folks come to the Trivia Bee, which we've had a venue change, we're over at the um, AG Spano Center over at University of the Pacific uh, because the Civic Auditorium's um, under remodel. So, uh, but we're excited to be over at Pacific at the Spano Center and when folks pull up in front, they're gonna find a red carpet, they're gonna find a limousine that they can have their pictures taken in front of, they're gonna find spotlights and searchlights, um, probably there'll be some starlets out front. Um, so it's going to be really exciting right from the front door of the Trivia Bee this year. And then the energy inside is just great. We already have 38 teams. Wow. I know, which is the most we've ever had. Um, 
uh, most we've ever had is 37, so we're already at 38 and talking about for the first time, gosh, do you think we're going to have to have a limit? You know, we might have to stop at 40, which is a great problem to have. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we're probably going to, we're planning for about 640 people. Um, and for the price of a ticket, $20 in advance for your ticket includes a buffet dinner from Angelina's. And we're on Friday during Lent, and we know that. So um, Angelina's will be making some asparagus ravioli for folks that are observing Lent, which they're awesome. Um, and I just don't know, you know, too many things that you can do for 20 bucks that you get your dinner included and all that fun. And a show. And a show. And you get to watch people make fools of themselves. It's a not great answers, production. Right? Yeah, the production value of that is, you know, excellent. Um, and we do, you know, we, 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 we understand that folks um, that are competing in the Trivia Beat, you know, the, it's not fun to not get any of the answers right. So, you know, we're trying to keep the questions, although competitive, also, you know, fun and answerable. I mean, this is not a highbrow academic event by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, folks are going to be dressed up in costumes. Um, they will have decorated their tables, their team tables, their signs, because we're giving prizes for that. So um, folks could get a prize for best costume, best audience table decorations, best team sign, uh, best team name. Um, and so all of that's going on, little little side competitions going on in addition to the trivia bee, and it's pretty fun. So you mentioned that, uh, that there's going to be uh, a different teams and, and a different theme. Now, when we first read the name Lights, Camera, Literacy, yeah. Matt racked his brain and came up with Hollywood. So we're right on, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You're okay. there. I, we didn't know if it was secretive or if that we didn't want anybody. No, okay. no, no. It's, you're right. Yeah, it's going to be about Hollywood and glitz and glamour and it'll be, you know, questions will be stuff like um, books made into movies, um, you know, current events, we'll have some sports questions. I mean, we really try to cover a spectrum of, because we've got, um, as I mentioned, we've got high school kids competing for the first time this year. So we're going to have, um, you know, the spectrum of folks participating are going to be everything from high school students all the way through Rotary Club members, there'll be attorneys, there'll be, you know, stay-at-home moms. I mean, it's just all kinds of, of folks. So we really try to make the questions have a little something for everybody. So what's the craziest? Now, I know you've had 19 of them, and you've had some probably pretty out there themes. Yeah. Um, what's some of the craziest stuff that you've seen out there as far as costumes are concerned? Well, we have one participant who has the largest bee hat I've ever seen. So she has, you know, a straw hat that, I mean, really rivals something out of... Um, uh, uh, beach blanket Babylon, you know, huge, huge hat that has all kinds of bee motif on it. It, it is not to be missed, and and she is participating this year, and so I'm sure you'll see it. Um, so she, that's pretty crazy. Um, you know, last year we had uh, Susan Eggman was uh, was dressed up as a Professor Dumbledore from Harry Potter because our theme was monsters, mysteries, and magic, and so that was pretty interesting. Um, you know, I've I've seen a little bit of everything. And um, it's always exciting to see, you know, what, what each theme and year is going to produce in terms of costumes and signs and, yeah. So the past few years, we've been able to catch this uh, tape delay, of course, on yeah. Comcast. Yeah. Do you think that'll be, happen again this year? Yeah, yeah. We're planning on that again this year. And it's great because folks are at home playing along. And, and then Comcast is great about running it um, repeatedly. So, I mean, folks can catch it after the fact. And, and, and they do. It's great. 
Well, I know we'll be looking out for ourselves, that's for sure. That's right. We can't wait to actually fill that third slot and get up there. I can't wait to see who it is to you. I can't wait. Well, when you're listening out there, you still want a chance. You can. We'll tell you how about later. All right. But uh, so 19 years, just walk us through maybe the history, how how the Trivia Bee got started. Well, um, I, I, I have to say that this was not an original idea. I'm going to have to cop to that. <laughs> that um, some library um, folks uh, wandered over to Redwood City where they were doing something similar on a smaller scale and said, hey, that is a really cool idea. And so I think, you know, let, let's try to do this in our town. So they did. I think they held the first one at like the Gun and Bocce Club, you know, and had, you know, 10 or 15 teams. And, um, you know, it just took off from there. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's, you know, 550 for a team is not small change. So it's really great. Um, some folks are, uh, you know, coming up with all kinds of sponsors. So, I mean, I could get a, a, an entry form that's got, you know, 10, 15 checks attached to it for, you know, 25 or 50 bucks of off, which is great. Um, so it's, it's just a really great cross-section of folks in our community that participate as team members. Um, obviously, you know, we're so thankful to our corporate sponsors that, you know, help make that happen. And then folks that buy a $20 ticket and come. Um, so, you know, like I said, we, uh, we borrowed the concept from Redwood City. And I have to tell you, it was funny. I was reading the newspaper on Sunday and I opened it up and it says Calaveras County Trivia Bee. And I'm like, <laughs> so we've, you know, we've also been, uh, been borrowed from as well and so I believe it was might have been last weekend or coming up here shortly Calaveras County's library is uh, is having a trivia bee so there you go see we're being emulated all over the place that's right, right. that's right so just give uh, give everyone that's listening out there uh, an opportunity to uh, to find out how they can get involved there's still time when we run this there'll still be time to get involved absolutely well we, we're just selling tickets right now so we would love to have folks give us a call to tell us that they want to order some tickets um, 937-7196 is how you um, call my office and get some tickets. You can also visit our website, sjcliteracy.org. Um, we'll give you information about Trivia B and a ticket order form. You can stop by the front Stockton, Friends of the Stockton Library uh, Bookstore, which is in the Parkwood Center. And if you haven't been there, you got to stop by just to check it out because they've got all kinds of great books um, for, you know, nominal fee and also you can buy trivia bee tickets there and that here at the chavez library at the circulation desk you can come in and buy some tickets great okay so now it's time for the last four questions that everybody on podcast talking oh okay great the final four which we can't call it the final four but we do anyway so <laughs> the final four questions first of all is how long have you been in Stockton? my entire life lifer lifer Never, never went anywhere else. No, was born in Sacramento, moved here when I was probably two or three, and I've been here ever since. Absolutely. So yeah. native Stocktonian, I think that makes. Consider sense. yourself a yeah, native. Yeah, I do. So uh, then, what do you like about Stockton since you've been here mm -hmm. all your life? You know, I like lots of things about. I mean, I like the hometown feel of it. You know, I like that I can go almost anywhere and run into somebody I know or went to high school with or. There's some connection somewhere. I always say there might be six degrees of separation in other places, but it's really only about two or three degrees in Stockton, so that's kind of cool. Um, I like that you can, you know, get across town still in, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes, you know. Um, I just like, I like the hometown feel. I think people who live here are cool, and it's a cool town. So what's your favorite Stockton memory? Um, I would say probably coming to this library. I always loved that. My mom would drop me off and I could go to the children's part of the library and just hang out as long as I wanted and check out an armload of books and I loved that. 
Um, I would also say I loved Pixie Woods. And um, Pixie Woods is great. And the fact that it's still there and it's still just as cool and you can take your own kids is the best. Yeah, I remember coming here too, uh, getting an armload of books as well. Yeah. I mean, this was one of those places, and I, it still is, where mm -hmm. you can drop your kid off and just leave yeah. them there for the day and yeah. let them explore. I know. It's great. So yeah, those are two of my favorite Stockton memories, I think. So what do you do for fun in Stockton? Uh, I like to golf. I just took up golf. So, well, Matt will love to hear that. Yeah, so I'm checking that out. I'm terrible at it, <laughs> you know, so nobody wants to play with me. But um, I have found the, uh, the range out at uh, Spanos is pretty fun to go hit some golf balls. And so I'm looking forward to spring getting around so I can work at that a little, hack away at that a little bit more. So I like that. And, you know, I love reading, so that's always great. Well, I hope you like reading. <laughs> uh, you have to. Well, I think you have to to, to have this job. I, I would hope so. so. Yeah. be a pre prerequisite. <laughs> so then... Uh, okay, I, I, first of all, I'm, I don't golf either, and okay. I get roused for that all the time. Yeah. So maybe right. maybe someday we can hit the links, and I won't be afraid to play with you. Okay, time. good. Thank you. <laughs> because Thank I'll be you. just as terrible. I've yeah. been out there once in my life. Yeah. See, and people who uh, who are great golfers are uh, like, oh, no. I mean, it, it really, it's a bad scene for them to go out with the new golfer. Yeah, because so, then yeah. they have to wait. Yeah, so I'll take you up on that. Okay. 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 So good. one last time, give everybody a, a, a plug for the, the Trivia Bee. Let them know what they can do to get uh, tickets and, and all that other good stuff. All right, 19th Annual Trivia Beat. You're not going to want to miss it. I mean, it's a great time for a $20 ticket. Plus, you're supporting literacy programs in our community. So, you know, that's the big thing is, is we really appreciate everybody's support of the event so that we can, you know, raise the dollars we need to to support programs in our, in our county, in our community. And, um, and it's just a lot of fun. I mean, you can just get crazy. You can dress crazy, you can act crazy, it's, it's just fun. Um, we're gonna have 50 or 60 probably raffle baskets, so for a buck for a raffle ticket, you could win something fabulous. Um, and also our silent auction prizes are gonna be great. I mean, we're gonna have a weekend series of Giants tickets. Um, one thing I'm, I, I think is really fun is we are going to have a um, dinner at the firehouse. So you can bid on dinner at the firehouse and a ride on a fire engine. So that sounds Let's not like, tell my fiance yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that sounds like that's going to be pretty fun. So there's going to be fun stuff like that. Like I said, wine auction. We'll have some great wines. We've got, I think, three wine refrigerators as part of the auction. So in addition to supporting your community, in addition to having a great time for 20 bucks, there's going to be some great prizes and things to bid on that you're not going to want to miss. So call us at 937-7196. Visit our website, SJC literacy.org plus that also gives you some ideas of, of our programs what we're supporting other community events that we participate in and give you a good picture of our foundation and what we're doing so check that out also there's a Facebook link on there so we'd love it if you would become a fan of ours on Facebook that would be great currently we've got about 340 340 fans so we'd love to have some more and hope everybody will come out and see us great thank you so much Susan for joining us thank you so much All right, so Rod, um, can you really watch television on the computer? You asked this question last. You, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's 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 possible because you, you tell me about it, but I, I just don't get it. TV is a state of mind. It's not just necessarily what the box in front of you <laughs> it's is. It's a television. If you look up television, it's it's the box that plugs into the cable. It's not a computer. Well, you can watch television. Pro well, okay. Well, let's take a step back then. What exactly is a television? It's a monitor, correct? Uh, Especially now with all the tubes removed and now it's all LCD. You're basically looking at a big, huge computer monitor as it is. Am I right? 
You're right. Hooked up to a cable box. You're right. So what's the difference between feeding it from uh, a source like Hulu or something than your cable box? True, true. So the question we asked everyone last week was, do you watch television on your computer? Which, again, <laughs> I, I guess there are some people out there that watch their computer on their television. Remember Web TV? Boy, yeah. that was a dud. I remember that. Um, so... Uh, do you watch TV on your computer? Do you ever do that? Absolutely, 100% yes. And I do it more than I watch television. Why? Because my two-year-old has hijacked every television in my house. The last sacred spot for me to watch any of my shows is on my computer. So so your daughter's got like Dora going on. Dora? What are you talking about, Dora? I don't I, want to watch Dora. I don't know what she watches. She I, watches years old two-year-olds watch? Special Agent Oso and, uh, well, basically that's what she's stuck on lately. And baby Einstein when we were growing up. I, you know what? If you if you don't have anybody under the age of five in your house, you obviously don't know. Or if you do, then you got some problems. But uh, <laughs> yeah, creepy. <laughs> but yeah, so she's hijacked it all. Or she watches uh, movies when she's not reading. She watch uh, the heck out of some meatball movie, which is the Clyde with a Chance of Meatball. And yeah. So anyways, so I, what do you? So yeah. what do you watch when you're watching on a? You watch on your laptop. You watch on your desktop. What do you? What do you watch? On the laptop. We actually, uh, my fiance and I, Linda and I, have actually made an art form out of it now. Uh, basically, all the shows that we watch are available on either Hulu or uh, whatever network they're on. Uh, Scrubs is actually available on Hulu. Uh, Smallville is available on uh, the WB's website. Uh, let's see what else do we watch. We've just gotten on a kick of watching old shows now because Hulu's gonna done a great job of of collecting a bunch of old shows and putting them out there. So uh, Major Dad has become our nightly ritual. Just before we go to go to bed, we watch a couple episodes of Major Dad and then we go to sleep. Wow, yeah, that's old school. So I, uh, as if you can't tell, I, I watch TV on my TV, um, but lucky. I I have watched TV on my computer because I like Family Guy. And when Family Guy um, is either not on or it's a rerun and I've seen it, that particular one a hundred times and I don't like that particular one, I just recently, because of this show, because a bunch of people talked about Hulu before, um, I'll go on Hulu and I'll watch some old um, um, Family Guy stuff. But I didn't know they, like I don't just sit, oh, I'm going to go watch something on Hulu. But I didn't realize they had old TV shows. Do they have stuff like like Cheers? You know, yeah, they, you know what? You, this is my homework assignment to you. First of all, I'm going to ignore the fact that you said you don't like an episode of Family Guy. We'll just let that true. one go on. Okay. okay? I, I, I'll let you, I'll forgive that for you. But uh, my homework assignment to you is to go through the uh, the show listing. And I know it's daunting because there's a ton of them now. But uh, go through and, and start looking for some of those shows on Hulu because that's how I found Major Dad. I was just one day I was bored because we had already watched uh, the Cleveland show. We'd already watched Family Guy. We'd already been caught up on Smallville. We got caught up on... Uh, all of the shows that we watch. As a matter of fact, one that I'm starting to watch by myself now, which I don't do very often, but uh, Caprica. I'm actually watching Caprica on Hulu because they have the episodes of Caprica, which I think I'm too far behind to get caught up on. Uh, I, I'm a little sad. Uh, but yeah, so go back and look for some old shows. You'll be surprised at what they have on there. I, I will. And you uh, you just rattle off so many shows that I have never heard of. I, I really only watch a couple of shows. I watch 24. I watch Lost. You know, I used to be a big fan, and I used to watch a lot of American Idol, and then I started podcasting. Um, so I don't watch much American Idol anymore. But um, uh, the other thing that I do, I guess it's on the computer, I didn't really think about it, is if I miss a lost episode, what I used to do is I'd go on iTunes and buy it, and I'd watch it the next day on my iPhone. But now I think you can catch it the next day on uh, abc.com or whatever it is. Yeah, abc.com is good about it. They used to That was with Scrubs. They used to do that... Uh, they used to have it up right after, so you could watch 
uh, episodes of Scrubs the next day as well. And they kept about three episodes up so uh, you could get caught up. And I'm telling you, it is it is no different, especially now. I mean, my fiance has about a 17 inch monitor. So, you know, we put that bad boy at the end of the bed and it's just like watching a 17 inch flat screen television. Uh, the only thing we don't have is surround sound, but whatever the kids asleep anyways, it's not like we want major dad to be blasting in the house. Uh, but again, it's just like watching a normal television. There's no difference to me. All right. I, I will, I will have to, I will have to check it out. Um, we put the question out on Facebook. We quit the question out on Twitter, of course, like we always do got a response, um, on Twitter from, uh, from Steelhoof, And he just asked, does, I just saw this right now. Sorry, Bill. Um, does Hulu equal TV? So if, I guess if he's watching it on Hulu, then that's watching TV on his computer. Well, I think, I think Bill actually, uh, does the S video cable do his television too from his computer. So he hey. streams, he streams from his computer to his television. So yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. That's pretty high tech. And we that's also got some, uh, we also got some Facebook responses. Yeah, we got a friend, uh, we got one from our friend, Johnny Milford. He said, uh, he, he hasn't had cable or satellite for about four years now, uh, and no local channels are absolutely nothing. Uh, so anything he wants to watch, he finds it on the web. So again, that's that's another one of those things. If you want to save money on cable, uh, you could pretty much nix cable now, and all your favorite shows are available to watch online. Yeah, uh, and thanks, thanks, Johnny, for your comments. Uh, do you remember Johnny Milford? Do I remember Johnny Milford? Johnny Milford, Come I mean, on. he's commenting on our facebook that's like like you know radio legend and this in is your Stockton. celebrity status coming oh, through man johnny that's... milford man the old uh k win days old um 104 when they were um khop back many many years ago but uh thanks johnny for your comment um got a comment from um uh, tim he just said direct tv so can you get direct tv stuff over the web or is it only i think only that there's that yeah TV? i think they started a on-demand section for direct tv just like comcast Comcast actually has a, a, a online web uh, thing that you can watch. So you can always catch your favorite Comcast movies now. Wow. Yeah, it's Fancast, I think, is what Comcast actually has. Uh, Greg Barr says he still watches TV, but he also uses the web to watch new shows. Uh, he can't fit his schedule to airtimes, and he doesn't have a DVR, which a lot of people don't. I mean, you know, I don't. So he'll use BitTorrents to download entire seasons of shows and he wants to watch and view on the computer. I know if we were supposed to say that last part, but <laughs> uh, yeah, he left it on Facebook. So yeah. Oops. Sorry, oops. Greg. Uh, Sandra said that uh, she watches the office and uh, Beverly Hills 90210 reruns. So I don't know if it's the new Beverly Hills. Cause isn't there a new Beverly Hills 90210? Yeah. Uh, but the office, I just recently found the office uh, and I uh, think it's kind of funny. Um, it's been on, uh, um, on Fox or one of I don't know a station, but um, I'm not. Uh, I haven't thought about looking for old episodes of uh, of The Office, but I should check that out. I don't watch it very much. Uh, let's see, we got Kelly who said uh, she doesn't. She lives life instead of watching other people do so. Oh, and she <laughs> reads books that become movies. Oh, <laughs> oh Kelly, <good> <laughs> I wish that I had your uh, your your time. Yeah. Oh, maybe stop watching so much uh, computer TV time. <laughs> maybe, maybe. So um, uh, in, in a similar vein, uh, Brian just says, uh, screw TV. <laughs> well, there it is. So, I'll, I'll put <laughs> Thanks, him, Brian. I'll put him as a vote for um, uh, no, no TV at no all. No TV at all. Uh, and Fia, our wonderful friend of the show, says she doesn't watch TV. Uh, um, wait, she says, if I do watch TV, it's on the actual television. Uh, she rarely gets the time, but luckily she has a DVR. So when she has a spare moment, she can watch it when she wants it. So 
So it seems like the audience is is pretty split amongst people that watch the web um, or watch TV using an, a connected electronic device or they just don't watch any TV at all. So it sounds like I think I am in the minority on this one in that I don't really watch anything online. So I, I will take your homework assignment to heart. I've actually made a note on my board that I'm going to actually check out Hulu. Absolutely. I'm going to see if I can find some old school uh, TV shows because I found some, you know, old school um, stuff on YouTube, but I never thought about going to Hulu. Well, and that's, you know, you talk about television on the web. Uh, YouTube's got a, a pretty good, uh, uh, you, you can watch stuff on there, but nowadays it's starting to crack down. Hulu is actually coming out with, and, and since we talk about Hulu real quick, Hulu is actually coming out with an original program made by Simon Fuller. And if you the creator of um, American Idol, the same. And uh, it is a it is a voyeuristic show that has about four. If I if I'm watching the the previews correctly, because again, you know, Hulu has certain amount of commercials in it, and uh, one of them is for the show. Uh, and and it basically you're you're going to be able to watch these four people whenever you want, wherever you want. And the uh, I can't remember the show off the top of my head. I can't remember the sh- the name of the show. Um, it's called, uh, if I can dream, that's it. If I can dream, I just Googled it. <laughs> Good job. See, that's why we have another computer here, but, uh, but you're going to be able to, to supposedly watch these, these four contestants or whatever, whenever you want. And, uh, I don't know, it, it's all, it's all new. And, uh, again, it's the, the actual preview shows one of the girls in the tub, but I highly doubt that you'll be able to watch them in any sort of compromising position. <laughs> So don't get that out there, sickos. Very, very interesting. I, I hadn't heard about that, but uh, maybe that's a whole TV on the computer thing. <laughs> it's starting to move that way. <laughs> All right. We also got a couple of voicemails, so let's listen to those. Matt, Rod, what's up? It's Gabriel. Um, I just got one thing to say. TV is now outdated. Um, <laughs> uh, pretty much the only thing I watch on TV anymore is The Office. Um, sometimes... But other than that, it's Hulu. Um, I pretty much watch everything on Hulu when I want. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not restricted by time constraints or anything like that. And it just makes it a lot easier. It makes it a lot better. Don't have to deal with commercials except for the four, like, what, 20-second commercials of this show, which isn't a big deal. Uh, but, yeah, my, my TV viewing has completely gone the way of Hulu. Um, when Hulu starts charging – not really sure what I'm going to do, but for now, it'll stay Hulu. Hey, from deep inside the Internet comes the discernible Brewery 33, taking a moment from meditating on focus and imagination to answer the question of the week for my favorite netcast, Podcast Doctrine. Until the transaction between TV shows and my eyes becomes as ubiquitous as picking up the remote and clicking on the tube, I will continue to watch TV on the old-fashioned idiot box. I am, however, intrigued by the new software and hardware that is slowly coming out of the woodworks and hitting the local electronics stores, especially the D-Link set-top box. I'm a little pumped as I have tinkered with Boxy and enjoy the stupid applications that it allows you to customize your experience with, such as Pandora, picture viewers, along with online television search engines, not to mention all the soap operas that you can muster. But it's still too cumbersome. If I were single and lived alone in the ultimate bachelor pad, I'd probably have some high-tech system that I was able to build because... I am not out interacting with, with real humans, but rather in the lab pounding out some code to modify the latest flavor of Ubuntu to allow me the greatest viewing experience until the next greatest update comes out that infinite time and no act, interaction with girls can allow. 
Another problem with online video is, frankly, the quality. It sucks. Um, I can stand watching the crappy video, but given the choice between watching on my laptop and watching from the living room and a regular, on a regular TV, the living room wins. There are TVs that boast some internet capabilities coming down the pipe, but I'm not sure that's the answer either to the mainstream computer, or to the mainstream consumer because, I mean, Twitter on TV is pretty lame if you ask me. My phone works just fine. Google is making a push to light the dark fiber in an end around to attempt to up the quality of their video distribution. But only select communities will see that, and you have to lobby your city government, and you have to apply to Google in Stockton. I think we have larger problems in low bandwidth, so that won't be an option anytime soon. In this battle, I give my win to the TV. Internet video is okay for a supplement, but for the real deal, the boob tube is where it's at. Thank you for doing the show, Matt and Rod. Not only do you sound great on the netcast, but you aren't too bad looking either. Huge ups on the local news coverage. May your new celebrity bring viewers and followers to your project. By the way, my gloves are still ready and my bags are empty. When can we get this trash picking up machine known as Brewery 33 in action? I can't make any more bets involving civil goodwill civic goodwill until I've paid my debt. And there are some peeps that I want to challenge. Stay fresh and innovate. Andy, out. Thank you very much, Gabe and Andy, for your calls. Gabe, I, I absolutely agree. I know that the uh, couple of commercials that uh, are intermittent in the in the Hulu broadcast are very non-obtrusive, except for the doggone Kleenex commercial with the mom, I am so. And Gabe, I know you can. I know you can relate because you watch Hulu with me. But that commercial, my fiance and I, we we don't want to be mommed by that girl at all. Uh, Matt will find out shortly. But again, that's it's not obtrusive, and I like it. Andy, I don't know what you're talking about though. About not good quality. I get 720. Uh, you know, on on the on the high res broadcasts of these shows on Hulu. So I don't know. You must be watching the wrong thing. I. I you know, first, Andy, thanks for calling. I mean, you're off, you're outside of the matrix. You're off the grid. You are unplugged. You are 1.0. You are acoustic. And you still took the time to call us. Uh, that, that, that means a lot. So uh, thank you very much. I agree with Andy. I mean, I have a, I have a small, old fashioned, boxy TV, uh, pretty small. And um, I think the video, uh, some of the stuff I see online is, is not as good as that. I mean, maybe it's because I'm watching it on a, you know, Comparing it to a 13-inch MacBook, but still, I I see what Andy's coming at, and and even when I put it on the big on my 24-inch iMac, the video is not as good. That's okay, because after this is over, he's watching it on here. I guarantee you, <laughs> I'm gonna have him pull something up. I'm gonna be I'm gonna find some old. You know what? Greatest American Hero. If they've got Greatest American Hero on Hulu, I am on there. <laughs> that's my that's my old favorite sitcom from back in the day. Um, so thanks very much for calling and Andy, thanks for uh, calling me out again on the, uh, the trash bet. Yes. Uh, um, I'm, I'm ready. I mean, I'm ready to, to, to have you do it. I'm not going to be doing anything. Um, I'm ready so, to film uh, it. yeah, ready to film it. And, um, so, uh, I, I will be in touch. I, I sent you my idea recently and, uh, I think we can make that happen. So once uh, I get the green light from you, thumbs up, then, uh, we'll make an announcement here on the show. So just a couple of other quick things before we wrap up the show. Stockton Tweet Up number two is uh, coming March 23rd, 2010 at the uh, Stockton Hilton because um, they're on Twitter. 
So uh, go to twitter.com slash Stockton tweet up to get all the information and the uh, link to um, RSVP for that. We'd love to see you out there. Even if, even if you're not on Twitter or you're Twitter curious, um, definitely sign up and, uh, and come out and see us. Calling all roller hockey players. Hey, I am really trying very hard to get a roller hockey league together. So if you are a person of influence and you love roller hockey, or even if you're not a person of influence and you love roller hockey and you just know people that do too, uh, let's band together. Uh, we need to play some roller hockey. I've watched hockey so much in the last few few weeks and I've been dying to play. Uh, I would like to join a roller hockey league or be part of roller hockey league or start one here in Stockton. So if you have ideas, contact the show, contact me, whatever. I want to play roller hockey, and I think you should too. And lastly, uh, we've been talking a lot about the Trivia Bee coming up, and of course we had Susan on this episode. Um, I did want to make the announcement that we found our third teammate, listener Fred, um, and his wife will be joining us. Fred will be joining us at the table, and uh, he knows a lot about trivia, and he knows a lot about sports and movie trivia. So... um, Rod, I'm feeling pretty good about this. Insert applause here. That's, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm very looking forward to this trivia B. I want to put our knowledge to the test. Yeah, so the rest of you out there, um, please, I encourage you to, uh, to come join us. C- come watch us uh, um, potentially not make fools of ourselves, potentially now that we have a solid teammate on our side that we can uh, maybe compete. So trivia B, March 12th um, at the uh, AG Spano Center. Hi, this is Wes with the Stockton Conference and Visitors Bureau with your Stockton Activities Guide. This weekend completes the one-week run of the San Joaquin International Film Festival. We have uh, performances or shows this weekend at the Stockton Empire Theater and this year for the first time at the State Theater in Modesto. So congrats to them for expanding their reach. Uh, it's a great event if you haven't been able to attend some really great film. And there will be other films throughout the year, uh, Italian Film Festival, Jewish Film Festival. So so stay tuned for those type of things, too. Uh, at the arena this weekend, uh, nothing going on. Pretty quiet. The sports teams are out of town. But at the Bob Hope Theater, Friday night is comedian Ron White. Uh, but at Pacific, if you want sports, Pacific's got the sports. we got two basketball games on Thursday and on Saturday, and then two baseball games on three baseball games, excuse me, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Pacific Men's Baseball at the Klein Family Field, University of Pacific. Uh, obviously, the McKee Student Art Contest and Exhibition is still going on at the Hagen Museum. And if you want to drive out of town, go on to Ripon. The Almond Blossom Festival is this weekend. Uh, carnival, lots of family-friendly activities to celebrate the Almond Blossom. This is the 48th year this has happened in Ripon, so it's Saturday and Sunday at Mislin Sports Park in Ripon. And, of course, for more events, always check out Visit Stockton.org, and don't forget to sign up for our weekly email. Uh, you know, the list grows by 20 or 30 each week, and I appreciate that everybody who continues to subscribe to our email. Uh, stay on top of all the activities going on in Stockton. And until next time, be sure to celebrate Stockton. Thank you for listening to Podcast Stockton, episode 29. I want to thank Susan Spraker from the Library and Literacy Foundation. If you want to learn more about the foundation, you can check out their website at sjcliteracy.org. Next week, we want to know what your online shopping habits are. 
Yeah, do you buy things online or you uh, do you go to Amazon or do you just hang out at the at the mall? Or is eBay your thing? Yeah, we want to hear your comments, so uh, leave us a message at uh, 209-565-3229 or send them to mail at podcaststockton.com. Follow us on YouTube and Facebook, username Podcast Stockton. Follow me on Twitter, username Podcast Stockton. And me at RJ Gomez. For links to all the things we talked about on today's show, visit podcaststockton.com. And until next time, make it great, Stockton. <laughs>